session one. Welcome to the new campaign, y'all, uh, whose name is Wolf. I don't know if anyone caught, if I, if I told you, it's it's entirely possible I didn't. The second season of uh, of this campaign, of this podcast, actually, is called Wolf. Uh, and it begins, as every good video game role-playing experience does, with you all being captured by slavers. Um, <laughs> nice. I mean, it happened in Skyrim, or, well, I guess you were a prisoner in Skyrim, not a slave, but still. So, very quickly, I want to talk about where each of your player characters are and what they're doing um, when they are captured by these Tevinter slavers. Uh, it's pretty vague where you are. You're somewhere near the Navarra-Tevinter border, uh, but even that's pretty flexible. You could theoretically be a little further away if you needed to. Let's start with, um, I guess let's go in... Uh, Alphabetical order by character name. So, Elian. Damn it. <laughs> um, the best decision I've ever made. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Finally! <laughs> so, Elian was on the run, and they've been running for a very long time. They're not used to being this far away from a feather bed anymore. Uh, oh, poor baby. Oh, poor no. Orlesian baby. Yeah, he's really, he's really upset about that. And it's been about, it's been close to six months now, right? Yeah. Yeah, six months. <laughs> he says, staring <laughs> in the middle distance. <laughs> so, like, the one bright point is that he has his dulcimer still. All right, so you got that going for you, which is good. Uh, Cassandra. Yes. You got captured, too. How have you been spending your extremely short stint of freedom? Well, first of all, definitely trying now that <laughs> now that I'm a mage on the run. It's already bad enough being a, a Kunari mage, but now I'm a mage on the run. Been trying mm. to definitely avoid any any place where I see lots of other Kunari and been like sneaking around trying to get my food, trying to keep a low profile because if people find me without a handler that's bad also get fucking rid of this collar if i can yeah that's gonna be easier said than done <laughs> right exactly because that's a big telltale sign have you made any attempt to leave saharan which is an island nation then yeah it is an island that is true i think that yes that she would try it probably would involve like sneaking onto a ship exactly easier said than done for like a six foot six horned kunari mage Right, which is like, she's like, should I try? I mean, <laughs> it's death either way. But yeah, the best way to, the best way to live is to get away from a settlement of Kunari. So that's true. The further away from Saharan you can get, the uh, the better off you are. Right. That's that's what's in that's what's in my mind. Like, gotta get out of here. Uh, what about you, Sabre? Where are you? <laughs> um, I've been taking like mercenary contracts. And I've been just yeah. trying to kill people and make money. It's going pretty well. <laughs> so are you working solo or do you have a company that you work with? Um, I think I work with a company. Do you get along with them? It's no. I, like I'm going to guess. No. Yeah, I was going to say probably no. not. You're kind of like a sullen Dalish. You, and you don't like you naturally are disinclined to trust Shems, as you call them. Shemlin, mm -hmm. which is the uh, the da the elven word for humans. Mm -hmm. Uh Less affectionately, Shems. Like, if you don't like them, they're a Shem. But if you do like them, they're a Shemlin. Okay. 
I'm sure that won't come up at all. Yeah, I'm sure that won't be a problem. Everyone in this party has a lot of reason to not trust everyone else. It's going to be absolutely fine. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so you've been working with the company. And regardless of your specific circumstances, I can imagine, Elian, you've managed... You didn't bring enough coin to like stay at inns or something, so you're probably abducted on the road somewhere, (sighs) trying to get as far away from Orle as possible. Yep. Cassandra, you are probably abducted getting off the boat that finally takes you off of Saharon. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. It's like, hey. <laughs> you stand out even more when you're not on Saharon, impossibly. Right. Uh, and Sabre, you are probably captured, like, just the second you step away from the company, because, like, when you, an elf alone is extremely vulnerable to slavers anyway, because they're already mostly slaves, especially this far north. Um, and the company was the big thing that was protecting you. Excellent. Oh, God. It was probably like a thing, too, where I was like, I'm independent. I'll be fine. I'll be okay on my own. And then it just And ended. then immediately you get yeah. captured by Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> no. That checks out. Uh, and either way, like, you, you get captured and you end up in the back of a slaver's cart that is taking you all you can tell when you wake up after you've probably been knocked unconscious, all of you, so they could wrestle you into chains. Um, the only thing you can tell about the direction of this cart is that it is heading north. Um, and it's the three of you and two other people in the, uh, uh, in, in the cart with you. You do not know them. They're both elves. Um, and there are like six carts that are trailing behind you all like attached by hitch. Like they're all hitched together in a long string. And each, like the other carts all have six people in each one, but this one has Cassandra in it and Cassandra is a giant and Cassandra <laughs> takes up the space of two people. So it's only five for you guys. I sure do. <laughs> I sure do. And you notably, you are the first cart of the, the stream that is going down this uh, winding road. Northward. Let's just, I don't want to say who regains consciousness first, because who fucking cares? But um, once, let's say the last one to regain consciousness is probably Elian, because he's a delicate little noble boy. Oh yeah, I'm definitely the last. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Uh, And you regain consciousness, and is there anything any of you want to say or do? You are the first in the row, so you could presumably shout at the guy driving, although that might not be a great idea, but you could. I have a lot of questions. Not for, the, I'm sure. not for the guy driving. I, I just have a lot of questions about the situation and like. <laughs> yeah, no, hit me, hit me. Um, are we tied up? Yes, okay. your hands are bound behind your back. Your ankles are bound as well. With what do I know? Can I tell? Yep, with uh, metal shackles. Okay, they look like probably gray iron. Okay. Um, how much room to like move around is there? Not a whole lot, especially not with Cassandra. Right. Excellent. Remember, there is a literal giant. <laughs> okay. Sandra, what, what race are you again? I'm a Kunari. 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 And then Elian is a human? Yes. Yes. Elian's a human. And you and the other two are elves. Excellent. I'm on the side with the elves. <laughs> <laughs> Looking suspiciously at you two. I mean, you all are in the same boat here, but th- at the same time, like, you have very good reason not to trust humans. Yeah. Especially since a couple of them fucking kidnapped you and are trying to sell you into slavery. That I mean, sucks. Yeah, for Fuck all that. I know, they could this be this could be a plant. Like, be, oh yeah, they could be on the inside. <laughs> totally, that's how it works in the underground slave trade. Right, you'd know that if you'd ever been captured. Anyway, are you like looking around and glaring at us, or like what? Yeah, definitely. 
Definitely. I think right. I'm, I'm very quiet. And I'm, I mean, if you have to remember, too, that I'm, like, very short and, like... <laughs> yeah, I was talking to Val about that. You're an elf. You're the shortest of out all the three of us. <laughs> because elves are shorter than humans, and I'm almost seven feet tall. Okay, great. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think I think I'm just staring, like, just glowering at you two on the other side of the, of the cart as far away as possible, which is probably not very far. Did you wait until I woke up to glower? <laughs> Uh, no. Why would okay. I do that? You gotta, you just gotta wake up to someone glaring at you. Okay, so I'm just waking up to glowering and a giant. Awesome. Yeah, um, that's not great. Um, Elian is kind of shifting because, okay, manacles, this is weird. I don't do this. This is not good. Um, it's not part of your regular BDSM. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> not the Hogtie version, at least. I'll say that, um, well, you know, I'm used to being in chains. It's like, ah, this again. Perfect. I know this. This is, this <laughs> Hello is. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> right. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I know this. So Cassandra, like, even though she's, I'm not looking at anybody because I just have, it's just instinctual for me to keep my head down. But if, like, since you're glaring at me, Ariel or Severa, you might notice that, like, I don't seem particularly bothered or concerned by the fact that I'm in chains, which could be a little weird for you. Yeah, that makes me glare more. <laughs> right. <laughs> and like, I feel like I feel the glare on the back of my neck and I like look up and sort of tilt my head at you and just... <laughs> so I actually want to leave this as a, a character decision to Sabray. Uh, Shoth, um do often do mercenary work. So it's not impossible that you've met a Kunari before. You like it's up to you. Like actually, I did have that question. If I like would know, um, mm -hmm. I know they're mages. They can, you know, they, they can, can be mages, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, but I don't know uh, they for have... sure. It's not like an immediate. Like looking at um, Cassandra, I make... wouldn't know immediately. Actually, hey, let's let's roll. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's, let's roll. roll. Dice. Uh, have... Yeah. Roll cunning plus kyun. Ooh. Okay. Which is negative one for you. Yep. yep. <laughs> so that's three d. Six minus one? 3d6 minus one, correct. That's <laughs> not that bad, considering. So I feel like that's... Like, you can take this however you want, but that's, like, a pretty impressive amount to know about the Kyun for someone who has never mm -hmm. been inside the Kyun. So you could take this as, like, maybe one of your uh, fellow mercenaries, one of the, yeah. your fellow mercs, <laughs> uh, is Talvashoth. And so you know, like, a little bit about the Kyun, but not a lot. Okay. Um, either way, with a 10, what you know is that the Kyun is very, very strict on mages. And that collar around her neck means she is definitely, definitely a mage. You can also tell because she has some scarring mm -hmm. around her mouth, which means that at one point her mouth was sewn shut, which is something they only do to mages. Great. Yeah, I think I'm definitely going to go with that. I had a, a, a Merc, not friend. I wasn't friends with anyone. Um, <laughs> yeah, not a friend. That's a, yeah, that's a generous term. But, uh... <laughs> Acquaintance. <laughs> Um, co-worker so, <laughs> Bill and accountant and presumably they, they might have talked about this kind of stuff so um, I think I think I look I think you see me look at you and I look and my eyes get really really wide um, and if it's even possible I like try to like scoot closer to the wall and away very, from you yeah right very expected <laughs> behavior by the way have we given character descriptions yet at all no not yet this is a good time to do that let's give physical descriptions perfect I mean, we know Cassandra is a t is like a ten foot tall horned giant who can use magic. So, 
She has very dark skin and a mohawk that is white and braided. It starts as a mohawk and then it goes braided down her back. And she's got, obviously, the mouth scars and horns that curl back almost like an almost touching, almost like a halo around her head. And also she is almost seven feet tall. So also, she that. is, yeah, Kunari are giants. So, yeah, she's almost seven feet tall. So that there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Giant horned mohawked mage woman. Yeah, so terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah, exactly. Terrifying for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty terrifying. Uh, what about you, Twinkasaurus Rex? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the description right there. We don't really right. need to do anything else. I love how also Val knew she was ta- I was talking about Elian. Just knew automatically. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> who else would she be talking about? I mean, I'm not a great option. Like, no, that, like, so. I feel like Sabre is, like, physically close to a twink, but, like, the minute he opens his mouth, it's like, no. No, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not that one. <laughs> Twink with a death metal attitude. <laughs> Eventually I'll be able to breathe. And Do you talk. want to describe Sabrae while she regains her senses? Yeah, yeah. I can describe Sabrae. Uh, I actually think that's an appropriate response like, to Twink <laughs> with a death metal. Um, no, I think he's like, he's really like, he looks small. He's short. He's uh, wiry looking. Um, As elves are want to. Yeah, mm-hmm. he doesn't at all look strong, and he looks like he's got just a really perennially bad attitude. Like, he's always got a scowl on his face. He always looks like he's, like, seconds away from starting a bar fight or something. <laughs> Mood. <laughs> <laughs> what about the basics? Uh, hair, I, what, what phallus lane did you go with, by the way? Oh, yeah, I want to know that, too. Oh, I picked the, um, I'm not going to be able to say this. Um, Elgernon. Elgernon. Elger- the god Elgernon. of vengeance. God of vengeance. Mm. Oh, nice. perfect. Perfect. So, I mean, I think it's like, he's got like really dark, like black hair and like, <laughs> like he look he's very sexy looking. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, like, totally. <laughs> that's definitely I mean, somebody's thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, elf fetishization is kind of a problem in Thetis. Like, it's, oh, no. yeah. it's a thing. Oh, no. People have elf fetishes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's bad. Well, that's a way to tank the conversation. <laughs> it's <laughs> a sure problem. <laughs> Institutionalized prejudice. Yay. Elian. <laughs> Good transition there. Great <laughs> segue. Love it. Awesome. <laughs> so, um, the Twinkasaurus Rex. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Rex is, like, way far out. Nowhere near a king. Um, God. That's what I get saddled with this this season. Cool. Um, so he is slender. Um, it's, I remember you said he had chestnut colored hair, like a yes. brown. Yeah. So he's got, um, chestnut colored hair. It's kind of wavy and he's got it usually around chin length. Uh, it's gotten a little bit longer, um, being on the run. Cause like, it's hard to keep yourself looking good on the run. Um, is he scruffy? Unfortunately. Mm. really hates that desperately needs a shave yeah really (laughs) wants it really 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 hates this whisker thing Mm. not good ruining his aesthetic nice clothes but i imagine they're probably dirty by now yeah and they weren't like his favorite clothes either they were just his school clothes like he really had to leave or lay in a hurry and didn't have a lot of money to get you know good things afterwards is a little bit more focused on food so his his clothes are a little worse for the wear by this point yeah and the slavers have definitely definitely taken all your shit 
Yeah. Just all of your shit. Um, yeah, seems like a thing they would do. Uh, and it sounds like you're not talking to each other at all? Probably not. Um, like, Elian normally would just, like, babble nervously, but he's literally the only human in here. Mm-mm. Nope. Keeping quiet. No when you're outnumbered. One brain cell and it's working. <laughs> so, um, as y'all are being carted northward, all you can tell is that it is slowly becoming more urban. Uh, like you started out in the woods, but then you make it out through the edge of a forest and there is a urban sprawl far, far, far in the distance. Uh, and there are suburban little outcroppings uh, dotted around a, a very beautiful, wide, uh, heather-filled countryside. You can see the sea uh, off to your east. Uh, you can actually hear it, too, even though you're a good mile and a half away. Uh, Sabray, you and the other two elves are in the back, and I imagine there's probably a little bit of, like, but maybe not much, because they are what you would call flat ears, which means they don't have a valisleen, uh, which means they aren't Dalish. Um, and Dalish kind of, they either like look down on or pity non-Dalish elves because they consider themselves like the only truly free elves. Because most um, elves live in alienages under the oppression of human lords or they're slaves like you're about to be. Thumbs up. <laughs> Good talk. <Okay>. Delightful. <laughs> um, but you probably feel more solidarity with them than you do with the others in the. Yeah, at least we share a relatively common lineage, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it is only because you are focusing the bulk of your attention toward the back of the cart that you notice a hooded head pop up at the behind the cart, and you're not exactly sure what it is you're seeing until a couple half of a face also pops up. Uh, and you see two very, very strikingly bright blue eyes, and then uh, a bit of hair, but it's all covered by the hood. Uh, and then uh, the rest of the face slowly uh, creeps up over the side, and there's a face that puts his finger to his lips, as if to say, like, shut up. I got this. Okay. Um, I roll with things. I, I nod, and I'm like, okay. And I <laughs> like, I, I continue to watch him very carefully, but I, I don't say anything. I'm very quiet. <laughs> He holds up a little leather roll and you realize it's full of lockpicking equipment. Uh, and he points down toward the hitch at the bottom of the wagon that's carrying you. And then he ducks down out of sight again. Okay. Uh, and you can, if you choose to, kind of crane your neck to get a better look yes. at what he's doing. Yep, definitely. Like, okay, I'm going to try to be as subtle about it as possible, I guess. Like, It's not that I don't want people in the cage with me not to notice, but I'm trying to make sure that no other guards are like, I'm not going to like get up and throw my head out the window kind of thing. <laughs> hey, what are you doing over there? <laughs> yeah. What are those lockpicks for? <laughs> yeah, not that. <laughs> uh, so you crane your neck a little bit and you see him. Uh, he throws his hood back because he's on a moving cart and it's very difficult to see anything when you've got a big hood. He's an elf. Uh, and he is unfurling his lockpicking equipment, and he is unhitching the back wagons um, from yours. Have the elves next to me shown any sign of, like, being big babies about this whole situation? Like, are they, like, crying or something? <laughs> uh, they are a little terrified, yeah. They get the sense that this is the first time they've been captured, and they don't know what to do. Okay. 
So I'm not going to share this information with them then. Okay. <laughs> like, I think, I think I like look at them and then you just see like a mental decision being made, which is like, they're going to be babies. And I just sort of shake my head and go back to <laughs> Elian, I should point out, just looks quietly mad. Like, seriously, this is my fucking life now. Like, on the run, not in my nice clothes, captured by slavers. God damn it. What has become of my life? I was 10 <laughs> credits away from becoming a registered bard. <laughs> um, but yes, you continue to watch him. And finally, after some struggling, he manages to dislodge uh, the hitch that is connecting your wagon to the wagon behind you. And slowly and impressively quietly, the rest of the train behind you rattles uh, to a slow, slow stop. Uh, and he pokes his head up again and he points two fingers at his own eyes and one finger at you as if to say, I'm watching you. I'll come back for you. And then he vaults across the distance and he climbs up onto the slave wagon behind with his lock picking tools. It looks like he's going to fucking free all of them, which is ambitious. Like that's that's a lot for that's one ballsy. for one fucking elf to do. Yeah, especially because they've got a full complement of guards. But now that you're like, wait a minute, you're looking around. You don't see the complement of guards anywhere. Like, there was, like, four oh. mercenaries on either side, and they're just not there anymore. Interesting. Um, okay. I guess the question is, has anybody else noticed at this point? <laughs> nope. You're the only one. Mm-hmm. You're I'm going to start looking for ways for us to try to, like, help or get out or something like that. Like, I think you see me get up and try to, like, start, like, testing, like, the bars on the side and, like... How are you doing that with your hands behind your back? Right, exactly. <laughs> Put my head between them. <laughs> I can do it. Maybe, maybe he gets up and sidles along the wall, like, backwards. Uh, like, as, it's not dignified. As you start moving, the slaver driving your car says, Oi, stop it back there! And he bangs on the bars to get you to stop. Remember, you're the first one in the line, so he has a very clear okay. view of you if he turns around. Fair enough. Okay, I stop. And you can see as the uh, carts gradually separate, he is already unlocking one of the doors and, you know, making hushing motions at them. The first half dozen uh, captured slaves are already making their way out. But for you, it looks like he's a little bit too slow because there's a lot of carts in this caravan. Yep. And eventually you pull up through a set of wide marble gates and suddenly... Well, let's let's have you roll for this too. Let's see who recognizes it. Uh, this would be cunning historical lore or cultural lore, I guess. If you have one that's higher, you can use that. Damn! Wow, what the? Oh, wow. Those are really good <laughs> rolls, y'all. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, all of you recognize it pretty much immediately. But that's not too that's not too big of a surprise because this is a very famous city. This is the city of Menrathis, the capital of the Tevinter Imperium, where among other things, slavery sure is a hot commodity. Excellent. Bad news. Not great. Um, the only good news, if you're if there is any good news to be found, is that it is fucking beautiful. All of the buildings look. Um, they look like they're out of time, like they're completely ancient, they're overgrown with ivy, but they're also magically preserved. So while they do look out of time, they also look like they're in perfect working order. The whole city smells really thickly of incense. Um, and there is the rumble of hot springs that is just underneath the stone streets of the city. Uh, and it is crowded. It is really, really, really crowded. Um, and you pull up at a large 
square uh, with a huge fountain at the center of it. And the guy driving the slave cart um, climbs out of the front and he's, you know, rolling his back. It's been a really long journey and he's very tired and he comes around to the back of the cart and then he realizes that you guys are the only cart left. (laughs) There were like 12 other carts on this line and now it's just you. Interesting. (laughs) And he like, he looks at you and he like, he looks at the hitch and then he looks back and he's like, are you fucking kidding me? And he's like looking frantically around like, where's the, where are they all? I look at him and I just give like a really nondescript shrug. <laughs> he bares his teeth at you and he smacks his hand against the bars really loudly and he says, Don't give me that fucking look, elf. Fucking knife eared little bastard. Uh, and he uh, starts, he like, he walks around for a little while, like trying to find like anyone else, just like any one of his associates. Uh, maybe like they, he lost them in the crowd or something. And as he's doing that, a very, very well-dressed gentleman uh, approaches the cart and peers inside and he says, Are you, are you all all right? Do you need any healing? Anything while he's distracted? What? What? Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I haven't introduced myself. He clears his mouth. I am Dorian of House Pavis, a representative of Carinus, Magister of the Imperium. Very nice to meet you. Let me repeat my question. Do you need any healing or any of you injured? Bear in mind, we have a very limited amount of time before he realizes that he's been completely duped. Uh, I kind of look at the others like... I, yeah, uh, I lift uh, my head when I hear the word Magister and I'm like, Magister... Ah, uh, yes, I know it's got a bit of a, uh, a bad a bad context to it, but I promise you, I am on your side. Uh, and again, if I can do any healing for you before he gets back, do any if you need anything. I look at him and I'm like, I'm fine. He says, well, aren't we chatty? <laughs> I, I mean, like, ideally, I wouldn't be even in here. Maybe out of these cuffs. That'd oh, be nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Don't worry. We'll take care of that shortly. Um, it's just, you know, we're working on a very strict timetable if things get too far ahead. Every, the whole plan just goes to shit. So uh, just a couple minutes longer and then I promise and then you hear, God damn it, I can't fucking, where the hell is everyone? Uh, and the slaver uh, comes storming back and he glares at you, Sabre, because you're the only one who gave him any kind of sass and he says, I know you had something to do with this, you knife-eared little whore. Did you dislodge them? How the hell? He's inside with us. He bangs the bars near where you are, Ellie, and he says, I wasn't talking to you. Oh, yeah. I jump about a foot and, like, move as far away as I can. Magister Dorian Pava says, oh, there's no need to be rude, sir, surely. He says, Magister, if you're going to be doing business here, then I would get in the line with everyone else. Can't believe I lost fucking 11 twelfths of my caravan somehow. Didn't even fucking notice. I say quietly to the others, I'm like, I'm surprised he can do that kind of math. <laughs> <laughs> he slams the bars hard and is like, I heard that! I look back at him and I just shrug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he pulls open the door and he drags out the first elf. And you're all, in addition to having your arms and legs tethered, uh, you're also tethered together in a long chain. Oh, great. Mm. Um, and he drags one of the nameless NPC elves uh, out first, (laughs) and the others all get dragged out as well. Uh, And he says, I guess I'll just do my inspection on my own then, since I'm not getting any help, he says, like, over his shoulder at no one? Like, there's no one there. (laughs) Who is he talking to? (laughs) And he begins this 
really kind of awful process. Like, the first thing he does when he gets the first elf out is pull her lips back and examine her teeth. Uh, and then he starts, like, looking at in, in her eyes to see if there's any cloudy. Is she blind? He makes sure she has the right number of fingers. Uh, that kind of thing. He says, you speak trade tongue? And the elf nods and he says, Tavine? And she shakes her head. He's like, all right, next. And he pulls the next elf and he does this to the next elf. And then he gets to you, Sabre. And he does the same thing looking at you like a like a horse or like a dog that he's trying to assess the value of. He says, you speak trade tongue? Wait a minute, I know you speak trade tongue. Do you speak <laughs> <laughs> You should have, like, said fuck you. <laughs> I think I'm just staring at it the whole time. <laughs> Aggressively not responding. You speak Tavine? Uh, okay, I don't- do, No, I don't, right? No. No, you definitely don't speak Tavine. Do you actually say yeah, that? No. Uh, no, I just stare at him. <laughs> he backhands you. I think, like, that doesn't mean anything to me. Like, he's, he's like, been abused a lot. I think he spits some blood out of his mouth and just continues staring at him, like, straight in the eyes. He's, uh, he growls and he says, fine, I'll put down on the dossier that you need to be broken before you're sold. And he drags you forward. Uh, next up is you, Elian. He says, trade tongue? Yes. Tavine? No. Any other languages I should know about? I mean... Orlesian? Orlesian, oh, that might be useful. He says, any skills, anything like that? Sorry, do I roll with the, like, I was 12 credits away from becoming a full bard? No. Yes. Yes, you do. do it. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the most Orlesian answer ever. Yes. <laughs> I think he draws himself up uh, as much as he can, because, you know, chains, chained to other people is this awkward situation. I was 12 credits away from graduating from one of the colleges in Valroyo. What specialization, he asks, not the least bit impressed. Bardic. He says Bardic, and he scribbles something on, like, he has, like, a a ledger attached to the side of the cart, like, taking notes about each of you as you answer him. All right. All right, Bard. He shoves past you, and then he gets to you, Cassandra. (laughs) He says, Kunari, huh? Not very many kunari. I'll probably fetch a pretty penny. You speak trade tongue? I look at him and sort of tilt my head a little. He says, and I'm guessing you also speak kunlot too, based on those marks around your mouth. I nod. Any other languages I should know about? None. And you're a mage. That should up your value too. And he scribbles that down. Uh, He says, "Uh, how recently were you let out of Parvalin, huh? I don't answer. I just like stare at him. He sighs like it's a big chore, and then he backhands you. He says, answer the fucking question. That's impressive, given the height difference. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's right. kind of comical, because you're, like, two feet taller than him. Right. So, like, yeah, he backhands me, and I, I just stand completely still, like, okay, that's fine. That's something that I'm used to anyway. That needs to be broken as well, he says, scribbling that on the, uh, on the little ledger, and he says... Let's just get this over with, huh? And then he starts dragging you um, away from the square and up onto a little podium. You hadn't really noticed it before because the angle was wrong, like you couldn't see it. It's got, it's just a plain wooden podium on four stilts with a set of wooden stairs leading up to it. And it is positioned in such a place that it's right at the tail end of a long line of vendors that are sitting around the outside of the square. And you didn't think it was going to happen this quickly, like, you know, 
you surely there would be some intermediate thing, but apparently not. Uh, he just comes and he drags you up onto the podium. Uh, and as he does, you, uh, Sabray, can see a very familiar hooded figure come stand beside uh, the magister who introduced himself briefly as Dorian Pavis. Uh, his hood is back up and he has his hands clasped behind his back and he's watching the proceedings closely. Oh, I think I'm just like staring him down. <laughs> Trying to. I probably can't from very far away, but I'm, I'm making an effort. He does the same gesture that he did last time. Two fingers pointed at his eyes and one at you as if to say, I see you. I'm coming for you. <laughs> or I'm watching you, motherfucker. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to like, I'm going to keep an eye on him. But I guess I, I, I realize very quickly that I don't want to draw too much attention. So I'm going to uh, just sort of... Just gonna say, you got a really nosy bard on the end of that chain who might actually notice <laughs> if you keep staring. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll stare at the ground. I just glower at the ground. I have to <laughs> glower at something. Yeah, so. if you don't glower at something, what's even the point of, like, having well, My face will... It, I'll never be able to put my face in that exact same expression yeah. again. To so venture to itself it. needs to feel your wrath. <laughs> yes. Also, I think I definitely don't like cities, so... <laughs> you I mean, don't. that's fair. You shouldn't. I've got yeah, bad news, yeah, though, because yeah. most of this campaign takes place in Minrathis. So. Oh, look, okay, this is great. I can just be very cranky the entire time. That's the plan, so. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so, yes, this uh, continues on. Uh, the the gentleman who captured you, who was driving the caravan, uh, starts, he starts banging on, like, a like a triangle that's hanging from the podium as to get everyone's attention, and he starts, like, introducing you. He doesn't, like, tell them your names or anything. He just, you know, basic facts like, this one speaks... Kunlot, this one is a bard. This one is a mouthy little pissant who tried to spit at me. And he'll probably need to be broken, but you know, that's the risk you take when you buy this one. He's a hundred gold off, so. <laughs> Discount! Oh. Oh. I didn't know how much I wanted to be highly valued as a slave until we got this exact number. <laughs> wow. This is problematic somehow, but I'm not sure how. <laughs> I feel like all of it, all of it is problematic. All of it is bad. No, yeah, all of it is after bad. I'm done, I'm going to send you guys the, the key and peel sketch that does the exact same thing. But anyway. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> okay. Um, and the, the the gentleman is the crier, who he is, is now effectively a crier, uh, invites the amassed uh, people to come up and examine you. And most of them, of course, are interested in you, Cassandra, because mm. not only are you a Kunari, which is extremely rare for the Tevinter slave market, you're also a mage, which is even mm. rarer. And strictly speaking, uh, mages aren't supposed to be slaves in Tevinter, but in practice, you know. Eh, yeah. Uh, and they all start doing the same thing that he did, like examining your teeth, counting how many fingers you have, all that really awful invasive bullshit. Mm. Uh, and... Halfway through this horrible process, uh, Magister Dorian Pavis approaches you and uh, he says, I have a uh, <clears throat> a little bit of advice, my friends, if you uh, would hear it. Don't really have a choice. Elaine <laughs> right. just kind of like listening. <laughs> uh, he ducks his head down, speaking quietly enough that only you could hear it. He says, when you hear a bird call from behind you, hit the deck. Hmm? And he, like, raises both eyebrows at you, like, got it? I shrug. Yeah, I just give, like, tiny, tiny nod. Yeah, same. Just nod. And he, like, thumps the nearest one on the shoulder, which I'm gonna say is Cassandra. He just, like, thumps you on the shoulder. Actually, you're, like, two heads taller than him, so, like, on the yeah, mid-elbow. No. Yeah. 
Right, there we go. <laughs> and he thumps you on the elbow and he says, Good, excellent. He says, Lander, let's sit back and watch the show, shall we? Uh, and the elf who is accompanying him says, Magister Pavis, we really should not linger here. And he says, Nonsense! We didn't come all this way not to watch the fireworks. And he's like jumping off the podium. He's very, very happy about something. Like he's having a great day. <laughs> I exchange a look with, uh, is Elliot next to me? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. I think it's the first non-glower that you get from me, and I just look at you, and I just sort of, like, raise my eyes incredulously, like, at the retreating back, like, what? Kind what, of like what a- the fuck? I, I don't- I don't fucking know. Like, this is the worst day of my life, and I thought that was, you know, six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out it just kept getting worse! Do you actually say that, or do you just, like- <laughs> No, I- I just somehow managed to embody that, just, like, kind of existential shrug. <laughs> like, oh, I don't even know. <laughs> okay i think i like look kind of disgusted at you and then like go back to glaring at the ground what i don't i think it's weird too i'll agree i don't say anything okay. i just sort of like pointedly look at the okay. look away i just submit to the indignity that is my life now uh so this showing this examination of the goods as it were goes on for about 20 minutes, and it's about as awful and dehumanizing as you expected it to be. Uh, it it does eventually end, and the uh, the driver of this caravan, who has turned into the crier, um, takes his place in front of the only five assembled slaves now, uh, and he says, Right, let's get this over with then, since I'm not going to be making as much money as I thought I was. And he glares at you, Sabre, because he's like, he's like 90% sure this is your fault somehow. <laughs> he doesn't know how, but he's like, he's almost sure it's you, because you're the one who's being a little shithead. And he knows the ones with the marks on their face, they're always the mouthy ones. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. I mean, if I could have done this, I would have, so. <laughs> uh, he says... Let's get uh, the bidding started on the Kunari. Let's start at, shall we say, 300 sovereigns? Uh, and then, from very, very far overhead, you hear a sound like a hawk. I grab whoever the, the two were next to me, and I just, like, dive straight for the ground. You. Right. Uh, all at once, the five of you hit the deck, and the second you do, a whole bunch of stuff happens at once. First, uh, there is the light the light comes first this blinding white flash from directly behind you um shortly following that is the sound the entire ground rumbles underneath you making the entire podium you're on vibrate uh and then there is a shard a a, a wave of shrapnel and fire that comes bursting out from behind you as the building about 20 feet behind you is absolutely obliterated. And perhaps you are a little delirious uh, from the from the sudden cacophony from all angles, but you think you see, uh, Cassandra, Magister Pavis wearing a small pair of round sunglasses watching this consternation with just the biggest <laughs> smile on his face, like the biggest shit-eating smile you've ever seen. <laughs> and the explosion continues for quite some time, and you can hear the very unique sound of the slaver who had been driving your caravan uh, get impaled with a large piece of wood, like straight through the back. And he falls off the podium and collapses. And then all three of you feel a very strange sensation. It's not the heat. Um, it's 
knock the uh the the shockwave of the explosion it feels like nothing you've really ever felt before it feels like something that starts at the very base of your spine a slow tingle that spreads upward from there right up your back and it hits your head in a rush uh and just as the podium itself starts to capitulate just as the screaming starts just as people start taking off in all directions um Elian, something strange happens to you specifically. Oh, great. You, as this sensation takes over, this burst of something, you're not really sure, explodes out from the center of your chest in all directions. And an enormous slab of roof that should fall down and crush you instead lands on this shimmering silvery white barrier and slides off harmlessly. Protecting you, your two companions, and the two nameless NPC elves who are also here. That's terrifying. Yeah, it's pretty scary. It looks like magic, but that can't be possible. You are definitely, definitely not a mage. You don't know the first goddamn thing about magic. Nope. Uh, and Interesting. <laughs> uh, Magister Dorian Pavis, uh, who has an appropriately shocked look by this point, uh, is standing on in surprise and... Astonishment. It is only his companion, the elf, who makes his way forward to the uh, to the podium, and he grabs uh, the nearest one, which is going to be, let's say, let's say Sabre. He grabs Sabre by the wrist and he says, follow me if you value your freedom. I look him dead in the eye, and then I sort of just give like a tilt of my head and I, <laughs> I just start, like I look at the rest of you and I'm like, come on. So you follow this strange elf who is following Magister Dorian Pavis, uh, and the streets are chaos, obviously, because a fucking building just exploded. Like, that is that is something that does not happen every day. Uh, and as Dorian is leading Leander, who is leading the rest of you, including the two elven NPCs who don't have names, but that's fine, we'll get to them. Um, as he's leading you all through the chaos of the streets, he says... What was that burst of magic? Did you see that? And Leander says, yes, I saw it, Magister. That that gentleman, excuse you, I thought you said you were a bard. I am. How did you do that? No clue. That was an extraordinarily powerful shielding spell. Strongest I've ever seen, I think. I'm looking accusatorily at Elian right now. I am so in the dark. I have no clue what that was. Don't like it. That was really scary. So as you are all making your way uh, through the streets, um, suddenly there is a burst of magic that stops Dorian in his tracks. Uh, and he turns around to face the source of the magic and he sees, incredibly, the slaver, who still has an enormous piece of like shrapnel through one shoulder. Uh, and he is panting and his hands are glowing with magic. And he says, I am not letting you get away. Not one more. And he is behind you and... Almost on instinct, the elf inserts himself between uh, the U5 uh, and the slaver, and he says, Magister Pavis, what was it you said before we left your estate this morning? And Dorian's like, oh, don't you get started. He says, I believe your exact words were, why should we bring Talgan? What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> and Dorian says, you are entirely too sassy to be tranquil. And um, the... Elf pulls out two knives from his belt and he says, I'll do my best to keep him off you. And he rushes forward, uh, both swords drawn. And I would like 
Actually, I'm not going to have us roll initiative, not for this first fight, because it's it's a, like every first fight in a video game. It's extremely scripted. Right, of course. <laughs> it, this is the cutscene. This is part, the cutscene fight. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so this elf Leander launches himself forward at the slaver, uh, and engages him in melee combat. Uh, and this elf obviously cannot take any hit. Especially not, like, in melee combat versus an obviously very powerful mage. Uh, Dorian is backing him up, and he is an impressive mage in his own right, uh, but this guy is also bleeding. Cassandra, I would like you to roll magic plus blood. Plus blood, okay. So, obviously, you don't know much about blood magic. Because, Mm-mm. A, the Kyun would never even let you learn that it exists but that said right you are still a mage and you have seen you have right. fought in saharan you have seen mages use blood magic before and if this guy is a mage and if he's bleeding that badly and if he's that desperate there's a good chance that he is going to be using blood magic without even realizing he's using it which is very bad because blood magic is in addition to being you know, having very bad connotations is also very, very powerful. Mm. Um, what does Cassandra feel when she realizes all of this, kind of in a rush, all at the same time? She realizes this is a very dangerous situation. Like, she already has been, or I've already been taught that magic is very, very bad, and that I'm bad because I have magic. And the fact that there are people out there who will use, like, their own blood, that's, like, that's evil and wrong and very, very bad. Does she say anything? Just like, <sighs> blood magic. What? Oh, I raised my head at that. Uh, yeah, you two are not mages and you don't know that much about blood magic. Um, but you do know it has something to do with magic and something to do with blood. And he is a mage and he's bleeding a lot. And if the mage nearby thinks it's blood magic, whoa! Leander, unfortunately, is too far away to hear the muttered warning. Uh, and when the slaver pulls a shard of shrapnel out of his shoulder, he channels the blood that comes pouring out of him and puts him in a stranglehold. And all at once, Cassandra, something unusual happens to you. Oh. As you see this happen, and as you see a effectively innocent person, even if, you know, you don't know who he is, get almost be attacked by dark evil magic by a slaver something inside of you that's maybe maybe it comes from you you're not 100 percent sure something snaps inside of you uh and there is a burst of white magic the same color as the barrier that elian put up just a moment ago except this time it's around leander and it sends the slaver flying backwards about 50 feet and he hits a wall leander kind of coughs a little bit uh, he doesn't look surprised. Uh, if he is indeed tranquil, he's not really capable of looking surprised. But he does look back at you and sort of, like, his brow is furrowed and he's not exactly sure what just happened. I also look around, like, surprised, like, that, hmm, what happened? Yeah, you don't know. Uh, and Dorian is looking at you, he's like, again? Well, this is just great. Apparently we're walking around with a bunch of weird magical freaks. We always rescue the good ones, don't we, Leander? 
And Leander says, I would not advise making a judgment call on who we should and should not rescue from slavery, Magister Pavis. And Magister Pavis is like, yes, 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 yes. Now, I'm not going to moralize about it, but let's just get out of here, okay? Before before anyone else finds us. Uh, and he grabs Leander by the, uh, the shoulder and, like, drags him out. And he's pulling you all along. And it's kind it's chaos like even the further away you get from the explosion everyone is rushing in all directions because the boom alone could be heard through most of the corners of minrathis and you can hear dorian muttering under his breath the whole way he's like oh yes the one time the one time things go according to plan of course something cocks it up i think he's just like frantically looking over his shoulder then the entire time like looking very concerned so you're looking over your shoulder as you push through the, the madness in Minrathis. He turns a corner, and before he even realizes it, uh, you are all surrounded in a dark alley. And you actually recognize uh, some of the people there. And Leander, by his expression, definitely recognizes most of them. And he says, oh, I guess the poison wore off faster than I assumed it would. Oh, no. Oh. I think I'll, I look up very alarmed at that statement. Yeah, That's right. Statement. <laughs> uh, and one of the men who you now recognize as one of the slavers who kidnapped you comes stalking forward. There are about 12 of them and they're surrounding you on either side of this alley. And uh, Dorian Pava says, you know, I really think this is rather all uncalled for. I specifically asked my associate here and he like slaps Leander on the back not to kill you, which I think is frankly more than you deserve being slavers. But generally, we try to limit the body count as much as possible. And please put that sword down. That's very rude. Uh, and the slaver uh, <laughs> finally draws a very familiar knife, Sabre, and he puts it to Dorian's throat to get him to stop talking. And he says... That's quite enough out of you, Magister Pavis. You realize that this is a sanctioned slaving route, right? You realize how many people you've pissed off by pulling that little stunt? And Dorian gives him his winningest smile, like, Oh, I can think of a few people I might have angered, yes. <laughs> uh, what are you thinking when you see the knife, Sabre? Oh, I'm, like, laser-focused. Um, and I think my only thought is, like, get your hands off my property. <laughs> and as you are thinking that, something thin snaps inside you, too. And it's a rush all at once from all directions inside of you. And suddenly there is the same white silver light that comes, instead of bursting out as a shield, crashing down like a waterfall in all directions, expertly avoiding everyone in the center. And Dorian actually kind of takes a couple staggering steps back. The rush is... And it's deafening. It comes from all directions. And when it finally clears after 10 agonizingly long seconds, the slavers are not. They're just like, there are like slaver shaped smudges on the ground where they used to be, but the slavers are not. Um, What the fuck was that? Like, I think I stare around and I look, I think I look at everybody else and then I look accusatorily at the mage. Uh. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I just like raise an eyebrow and shake my head and then point back to you. No, fam. This is all you. I'm like, I like look at myself and I'm like, no. And then I think, I think as like, I I take this moment and like, I think I recover faster than everybody else. And. I turn to uh, to Leander and I'm like, would someone get these damn handcuffs off of me? Leander is kind of staring at you. He is like, if he is indeed tranquil, that's probably the reason why his expression is so muted. But even so, like there's a trace of surprise on his face. And he says, we we will as soon as we get back to the estate. 
Dory is like, yes, we should go to that now. Ideally soon, before more slavers fucking fall out of the sky or something. Uh, and Dorian takes off in a run, but he's not, like, looking at the three of you, like, wondering what the fuck just happened to you. Excellent. Um, I'm gonna try to grab the knife off the ground, but that's gonna be hard backwards. Oh, you can. You can manage it. It's- actually, okay. you know what? Let's- let's have you make a dexterity or a ledger domain, maybe? Okay. You sort of do this elaborate backwards drop, and you grab the hilt of Meryl's knife. Put it in my boot. I don't want anybody to really see it. Hey friends, Tessa here. If you're desperate to hear the next episode, chances are good that you can by joining our Discord server. We post links to all episodes and pre-release, and you can even chat with us and listen live as we record. Join us by going to bit.ly slash cfcdiscord. For more information on the show, character biographies, and links to social media, head to our website, critfail.club or critfailclub.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. Crit Fail Club does not advertise at all, so if you like what you hear, tell a friend who might also like it, make a post on social media about it, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Full episodes are available on our YouTube channel, bit.ly slash cfc channel, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>